You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome everyone to another brand spanking new episode of Your Dose of Death podcast. As always, I'm Lauren. Um, it's just me today. Um, Mike uh, was unable to make this one. I just told him um, I want to talk to everyone. Um, I haven't really done one of these episodes in such a long time. I just love talking to the listeners, the proud listeners of Your Dose of Death podcast. Oh, I'm just going to be kind of going through stuff. Um, I first of all want to say thank you to everyone who listens to this show. Um, I was looking back a few years ago, um, a while back, about how um, I never imagined in my wildest dreams that I'd be doing something like this, doing content creation and trying to cover all that is deathmatch wrestling. Um, I'm so grateful. I'm still a little bewildered how any of you put up with me. Um but nonetheless, I appreciate every single one of you. Um, as you guys know, this week, um, GCW is back in Atlantic City. I'll be making the pilgrimage to Atlantic City one more time this year for Fight Club Weekend. Of course, the big historical Art of War Games match is happening. If you want to hear kind of our in-depth coverage, go back a few episodes. We kind of talk about the War Games match in detail. Um, that is where I'm at there. Um, I don't want to like take up too much time talking about that because I feel like we've talked about that enough. It's kind of like the biggest thing that's happening in all of Deathmatch Wrestling. So don't want to give it too much time. Go listen to previous episodes on that. Um, and of course, though, um, can't forget about No Holds Bar coming back to Chicago. Make sure you have your tickets to Friday the 13th, which I will be attending. Uh, but also there's the 14th which has no holds barred that night, but also are my good friends at Ruthless Pro Wrestling putting on a show as well at, I believe, 2, if not 3 in the afternoon that day. So go check out all three of those shows um, that week, that next weekend. So uh, kind of a crazy few weeks of deathmatch wrestling galore. But um, I wanted to kind of do a review, actually, of ICW No Holds Barred Volume. Oh my goodness, give me a second because it feels like um, with um, No Holds Bar, it, it just the hits keep on coming. I just want to make sure I have the correct volume number. Volume 52. It's crazy to think that they have already surpassed 50 volumes, but 52 volumes of the chains. Um, I love the HO Center, kind of like the uh, one of the spiritual homes of. No holds barred. I mean, it's not the biggest crowd. That's not the goal. It's to get a hardcore, dedicated crowd of bloodthirsty, crazy, maniacal fans in one building and give the best energy you can that night. And that's exactly what we did. This was one of my favorite no holds barred cards in a bit. I know, I know that they've kind of received some flack for maybe the cards being a little dull. And but to me, I, I don't. With this card, I didn't think so. I, I really didn't think so. I mean, 
from what my numbers here is a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven match card. And if you go on IWTV, it's only like a two and a half hour stream. Um, so pretty well paced. Everything was pretty condensed. I mean, of course, there are some standouts. I'll get to that in a little bit. But um, it really, it was a real good show. It was a show that was enjoyable from start to finish. A show where the crowd was hot. You had some great moments. You had some moments that um, shocked us. You had some moments that were absolutely bloody. It's it's no holds barred, man. Um, it doesn't get any better than this. So um, want to kind of go through the card match by match. Of course, Colby Carino starting it off um, against Tommy Vendetta. I think they were gonna flirt with the idea of Colby defending his NWA belt, but um. Didn't happen here. Um, Tommy did get the win. Really awesome to see Tommy come into his own this year. He has um, he has very much become um, one of the cornerstones of deathmatch wrestling this year. A guy who consistently puts out good stuff. And um, I wanted to kind of take a second because everyone is talking about the fact that he wears shirts in deathmatches. I wanted to kind of scratch the record a little bit and just say, you know what? Like, listen... If you hate it, I'm so sorry for you. The fact that people keep complaining about deathmatch wrestlers wearing shirts is so beyond me. I mean, these guys, they don't want to die in the ring. If you want to watch someone die in a ring, and whatever, just go watch a horror movie. There's, there's enough of that in the horror genre as is. I'm just saying. But, um... Tommy wearing the My Deathmatch shirt might need a peep Tommy Vendetta. I think he, I think he's in line for a new Deathmatch shirt personally done by maybe his newfound friends at Your Dose of Death podcast. I'll have to hit him up and see if he wants one of the awesome white shirts, which you can get on Deathmatch Worldwide. Got to give that plug to my good friends at Deathmatch Worldwide for that one. Um, but Tommy and Colby had a little fun one here. Just, um, not a lot of glass, not, but they put, they flirted around. Darren McCarty went through a door, which Darren, Uncle Darren, as I call him, please stop flailing around like a fish. I feel bad enough for the man, but, um, time, uh, I will say, I think my favorite part of this match now, just looking at it, had to have been the glorious sell of the Stone Cold Stunner from Colby Carino. Colby is a well-oiled machine in the world of selling. This was one of the greatest sells I've seen on the indies. If you've not seen it, go watch it. So freaking good. Um, th- this is so freaking good. I can't help, but... I mean, the guy literally did a whole <laughs> Oh man, the, the things that some of these guys do—it's—it's—it's it's, it's funny. Um, but it's just—it was a funny sell, but it was great. Um, Tommy gets a great win. He—he's beloved by the no holds barred crowd. I mean, really has busted his ass over the last year and a half. Um, and of course, also he is the king of the kill champion. I mean, he's won deathmatch tournaments to his name. So representing his the great state of Michigan struggles. I know you think Detroit's fake, but. The rest of the state is a fine state. So um, Tommy representing Michigan through and through um, and gets the W here. And next up, Casanova Valentine, Otis Koger. 
if there was a match on this car that really just screamed, well, we're just going to go out there and flail our arms and see what happens, Casanova and Otis stepped up. Um, I think these two have great chemistry. I think they're almost they're almost the same style in a way. I think, I mean, of course, Casanova, the king of the no ring. Otis really has um, grown over the past year. I've seen some great Otis matches. Um, a lot of people have kind of really slept on him. I think he's really gone under the radar. Otis really has stepped up over the last few years. Um, the the shaving blade is really cool. Um, I love that he does that. I think it it's, makes him stand out. It's something different. Um, the ending of this match was just gross. Um, unprotected chair shots galore. Um, who would have thunk? Um, it just... It was a absolutely crazy moment. Um, Otis just, he goes hard. I, I was saying it before I sat down and watched this match. Otis goes hard. Casanova goes hard. Um, also, we got, of course, some dildos. It, it isn't Casanova Valentine without some fuckery-laden dildo. Um, I'm just having to say the, the real thing, and I know. Um, but... It happened, but Otis gets the W here. Real violent stuff. Those chair shots tying Casanova up to the uh, the chains. Real creative stuff. Um, really was cool. Cool ending, and um, Otis gets the W. I, there's not much else to say. It's just real hard hitting stuff. Real fun stuff. That that dive from Otis was real nice. That was a clean dive from the top of the board. Um. Next up, John Wayne Murdoch, of course, the everyone's favorite Oliver Anthony cosplayer or the guy that Oliver Anthony maybe has taken inspiration from is what I'm going to say on that. Um, John Wayne Murdoch coming out to that song just pops me. It's funny. He comes out with the guitar. It, it's just, who would have thought that he would have found a new found thing in that whole Oliver Anthony is John Wayne Murdoch and John Wayne Murdoch's Oliver Anthony cosplay thing. Um, it's, it's really funny to me. Um, but of course, he was facing Malcolm Monroe the third MM3, a guy I adored. I, I adore anything MM3 does. He is one of the pillars of Detroit wrestling along with Tommy Vendetta. Um, this was an awesome match. They... they Really did some fun stuff. They wrestled. They hit some awesome counters. I don't know three hit that tornado DDT really clean. Um, both took some nasty shots to the glass, but Malcolm took a few more. Um, wow, this was um, nasty. There's a great photo I posted on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, of uh, my co of Mike filming that sh- that spot where. Adam three goes through the pane of glass and like he's being showered in it. Um, it's so cool. But um, Murdoch, I love that Murdoch's been using that that knee strike while his opponent's face first in the glass. It's just it's something really gnarly about that. It's a really cool move. Um, Murdoch hits that claymore kick really well too. He's he has improved vastly. Um. The last I, I've always said that Murdoch is one of the 
aces of deathmatch wrestling. And I still stand true to that. I think he was the ace of no holds barred. There's no doubt about that. But G- when GCW brought him back into the fold, it brought out a different side of Murdoch. I mean, guy went on to win NGI, a former UV champion, and uh, but he's still kicking it. He is still one of the best out there. He's he's working matches. He's making matches fun. He is competitive with some of these matches, but he's also humorous. Um, he is just he's busting his ass week in week out with these death matches. I mean, there was a point I think two years ago where he had the most matches in recorded history in a year for PWI. And, I mean, but he's still a hustler. He still grinds. He still stands out. And so Murdoch keeps doing his thing. And, I mean, he gets a great win here. I mean, out of three, though, has been on a tear with NHB lately. You'll love to see it. you love to see the Midwest get some great stuff going. So, I mean... The, the sky's the limit for Adam 3. Um, what a great generational family of great wrestlers. DBA, of course. Adam 3. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting some of that family, but man, they are awesome. So great match. And then, of course, I, I had to talk about this. I, I think the D'Amato... Um, I think the Demonto Koger match was excellent. I thought this was a very well done story. I think it's something that Noel's Bard has not done in a while. I think there's been some stories here and there that have kind of fallen flat, but this story, I mean, the fans are worked. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say worked, but I, I want to say they definitely are invested. They are encapsulated there, entranced. By this this intense feud between Atticus and Daniel, They've, it really has marinated itself to this. I mean, what I'm assuming is the epic conclusion, December sixteenth, of career versus commitment. Um, Danny putting his career on the line. Um, it's it's crazy, but this match with Danny and Atticus here was intense. It was. Absolutely intense. It just, it just absolutely was riveting. I mean, the point where they were in the, um, they were in the um crowd, duking it out with the, um, with the chairs, just throwing, and they're just shoot punching. It just. We've not seen this kind of feud in a bit. It's been a bit since we've seen this intensity. And I mean, if if anyone was to bring out the intensity of Dane Amato, it would be Atticus Coger, of all people. I mean, Atticus knows how to get under people's skin. He loves really edging the crowd. He he really felt in his element here. This is this is the Atticus I've, I I want always. This is the consistency. Um. It just it felt really good to see this version of Atticus um doing his thing. So um it's just it's a very interesting match. I mean, intense, the skewers, that two from trash on the outside. Danny went through that real rough um it, the 
the knee strike by Atticus to the face. A lot to like about this here. We're definitely one of the standouts. This and Murdoch on the three. This is I think I think Murdoch on three really was like the start of where this car just ramped up to an eleven. Um, I mean, this was as I said, this was a great car top to bottom, and it just the intensity level ramped up when you hit Murdoch and three. Um, and Atticus gets the win on a roll up, and I think Struggles made a great point. People forget that this is still deathmatch wrestling. Yes, there's chains. Yes, there's a animalistic side to it, but boy, oh boy, did. Danny and Atticus really give the fans one. And as I said, career versus commitment. Uh, Danny DeMonto, Atticus Coger, December 16th. We're, I think I'm, a, I am very much on the edge of my seat to see how that one ends. And I think a lot of us are too. And I think this match really proved that if you build something and you really keep the fans invested, yes, like it did get a little intermittent, but I think. 440 and Atticus and Dane did have done a fantastic job with this. I mean, hell, freaking middens. Um middens took a freaking skewer from Atticus. It's just it, it, everything about this Atticus Danny feud has been exactly what Deathmatch Wrestling has needed. Um then we get into Dr. Redacted. Of course, it was supposed to be cruel, but cruel couldn't make it. Eric Ryan and Redacted have this tenacity, intensity, um, sheer carnage. And, I mean, Eric Ryan is, again, one of the absolute best in the world. He is the undisputed king of the deathmatch. It still is, in my opinion, king of the deathmatch. There, there's nobody that, that puts in the work that Eric Ryan does wherever he goes. It, it it stands out. It, it's it's awesome to see Eric Ryan still kicking it. Um, it just it, it was awesome. Um, I mean they exchanged tubes after tubes after tubes. Again, I mean Redacted. I consider him a friend. Um, he's been on the show. You've heard him really give his side of the Doctor Redacted moniker, really of how he's like, inherited Deathmatch Wrestling as his new beast. And this match, I mean, if there was a guy, if I had to, like, award someone as the hardest working person in Deathmatch Wrestling right now, it would damn well be Dr. Redacted. He truly understands the term independent, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He goes in everywhere and anywhere, does not care, but... Redacted just, he, the crowd loves him. He's beloved. It is really awesome to see Redacted like hone in his skills and become more of a legitimate deathmatch wrestler through the months. And I mean, again, he's one of the hottest acts. Deathmatch wrestling. If you ask any of these deathmatch fans who they say is one of their favorites, I think a good at least five out of ten, if not six out of ten, are going to say Dr. Redacted. I mean, I don't know. I might have to do a social experiment on that, but he he has absolutely broken down the doors and has transitioned very, very well to deathmatch wrestling. And I mean, he came up short here of him, but there were some awesome moments. 
like that Tower of London drop onto the tubes was oh my god. Like I don't get to say oh my god a lot in matches. It feels I feels like I'm desensitized at times. But Eric and Doc really had me just oh boy. It's just the gross factor was ten. The intensity factor was ten. I mean, Eric Ryan is a freaking trooper for going headfirst into that painted glass at the very beginning of the match. That was gross. So, but Eric gets the win. The choke out was real cool. I like that they elongated it, and it really made like made Eric work for that win. I think it was definitely something that you don't see often. I think you see too many quick finishes sometimes. But Eric, and I, I like that there was some finishes here tonight where it was really like on wrestling moves. Again, people just think it's deathmatch, but it's not deathmatch. It's, it's deathmatch wrestling, for crying out loud. Um, so, a great, great match. I think one of my matches of the night, definitely redacted Eric, for sure. Um, Reed Bentley, Matt Tremont was a very interesting one. It went a little long, I thought. But at the same time, though... I'm so happy Reed said what he said. Reed is a consummate professional. Um, I've always enjoyed his company. Um, definitely has, is someone that I'd love to have on this show one day. And hopefully down the line that happens. Um, love Reed. We love Reed here. I think one of the best technical deathmatch wrestlers, honestly, ever. Um, technically sound. Some of the best moves. I mean, the Pepsi Plunge Lariat, the the one of the best regal plexes in all of the indies. I, I I dare anyone to name me a better regal plex on the independent circuit than Reed Bentley. He just he's done it. I mean, I was honored to be at his match against Abdullah in Chicago. Um, he's really done some great stuff, Reed. And I mean, he was not. It was not his best day. And um, we all have that. We all struggle the same way Reed Bentley does. And I want to kind of take a moment to talk about it before I go into the match. And um, we're all human. Um, we're all human. We all make mistakes. But we all, like, we all struggle here and there. It's, it is definitely something that I've experienced myself. I think a lot of us have. It's, it's sometimes hard to talk about. And if... Anyone is struggling, understand that we all struggle at times. We all deal, fight the same battles. Maybe a little different in here and there in context, but mentally, you just sometimes you just wake up and you just feel like crap. And I can't stress that enough. And um, I, I'm, I'm so grateful that someone like Reed decided to be the one to step in and talk about it and be open to talk about it. And, I wish nothing but the best than Reed in the future. I don't know if this was his last match with NHB for a little bit. or I, I know I think he's going to be at Chattanooga, though. So maybe not his last, but I'm just saying, like, I hope he's feeling better. And I, I'm rooting for a guy like Reed. I think and like, it was not a babyface or heel promo either. It just was Reed being absolutely positively genuine, like the guy he is and that I know he is. Um, and Tremont and him went balls to the wall here. Tubes, the ladder tubes, using fans. But shout out a former contributor here, but also one of our my good friends, Marty. Party Marty, getting in the action. Real awesome stuff. Um, just some nasty stuff here. Reed, 
Reed's Crimson Mask is one of the scariest Crimson Masks in Deathmatch Wrestling. It's like you see him, <coughs> excuse me, and you see him and he just goes balls to the wall insane. So, um, really great stuff here. Tremont, as always, um, there, there, there's something special when he, it's a Matt Tremont match at the H.O. Center. I, I can't put my finger on it. But it's just the energy, the aura, it's just it's an extra sense. And I mean, mind you, I've been to the A-Show Center several times. Um, I've never been for an A-Show show. I've never been for an old bar show. Hopefully I can make that happen in my future. But Matt Tremont in the chains, or just in general, I mean, Tremont is Tremont. And um, well, he, there is a reason he's the most decorated American deathmatch wrestler of all time. He can work anybody. He can work everybody. He is a proponent of advancing the genre of deathmatch wrestling. And, I mean, him and Reed just had a classic brawl him out, bash him out. It was just, it was everything you want out of a match with these two. And, I mean, that, that, um, that Death Valley driver on the ladder, I mean, there was just some nasty stuff. That ladder took some damage, man. So, some fantastic stuff from Reed and Matt. And then, of course, we get to the main... Or, um, I believe Tremont got the win there. Um, but... The main event, Brandon Kirk, Hoodfoot. It's been, it's been months in the making, this rematch. Um, I know there it was a screwy finish at the hard ballroom where Hoodfoot... It was Hoodfoot cementing himself as one of the better deathmatch wrestlers in the country, if not the world. I think Hoodfoot is a guy who's really stepped up. He's really stepped up, um, took, he's done everything he can in deathmatch wrestling, and I think it has paid off. It's paid off dividends. He really is the workhorse that No Holds Barred has been working for, or looking for, sorry. Um, he is someone who has gone up against the best of them, and I still think there's some opportunities there for him to still be that guy, and he still is going to be that guy. Um, whenever, if, he ever loses the belt. Um, but I will say this. Brandon Kirk is one of the unsung heroes of this promotion. Um, Brandon Kirk. The Kirks in general. Um, shout out to Casey. I know she's been dealing with some injuries and stuff. And I can't wait to see her back whenever that is. Um, but Brandon is such an unsung hero. He is a professional. He is very good at what he does. He has, um, it's just, it's been very interesting to see how Brandon Kirk's developed into a real cornerstone. I think when No Holds Barred started and the Kirks were brought in, um, it just, it really was something else. Um, it just, you just had a feeling you finally had a heel in the company. And I think now though it's malformed where you have guys like Atticus come in, you have other heels um come in. But Brandon is still one of the cornerstones. And I mean, this was a good match. I mean, again, Brandon can wrestle, man. He I mean, there's a reason he's working at the H2O Center with some of these young guns. He he is teaching them some fine moves, but also Nothing beats struggles doing a psycho driver fuck your life call for Brandon Kirk. There, there's nothing better. 
or very few calls in the world of professional wrestling that stand toe to toe with it, I should say. Um, but Hoodfoot gets the win here. I mean, Hoodfoot he did not dominate this one. It was not. It was no. I mean, Brandon really gave it his all, and I mean, without Casey by his side, and Brandon still. He stands with the best of them, Brandon. It just, he really does. And I think, I want to give him his flowers here. I think Brandon Kirk is one of the better deathmatch wrestlers that we've seen, that we've seen time and time again do the work time and time again. He, he does, like, people are, like, you won't hear everyone say his matches are match of the year candidates, but they're all good. They're all good matches. And I'm very happy to see that Brandon Kirk, I mean, he travels. He's traveled the world. He's done it. I, I I appreciate Brandon a lot. I hope you guys have a newfound appreciation for him. I, I want to say newfound, but an appreciation for him. So, um, that's really all I gotta say for No Holds Barred Volume Fifty Two. I mean, the standouts: Murdoch and MM Three, Demonto Coger was intense. Redacted Eric was great. Reed Bentley Tremont was awesome, and. I mean, again, this, there was no bad matches on this car. There was, it was an awesome show, top and bottom. Um, but that's really all I got to say on No Hold Barred. It was a good show. It really, um, HO Center is a great venue for them. It really is something else. Um, the energy there is always great. Um, yeah, it just, it was a very good show, top to bottom. Um, I'm very happy with how this show turned out. And, um, I'm excited for the next, I mean, No Holds Barred, I know they're, again, I said earlier, like, people kind of give them a little flack because some of the cards may be dull, some of the cards may be not up to par, but to me, like, it was perfectly fine. It was a perfectly good card. It was one of the better cards. Chicago's going to look great. It's unfortunate I can't make the Saturday slates, but, I mean, I'm going to be rooting, I'm rooting for NHB. Berwyn Eagles has really become a new home. But Noel's Bar, they're, they're gaining some momentum. There's definitely some momentum there. It's going to be very interesting to see how the future holds. But this was a good, one of the better shows this year from Noel's Bar. Absolutely. So I think that's all I'm going to wrap up on this little review of Noel's Bar, Volume 52. Um, if you haven't seen it, I will promote it as well. Volume um, 56. Just went on sale not too long ago. Literally, like, as I'm recording this, um, it's just definitely get get on board with No Holds Barred. If you're seeing them in Chicago, Chattanooga, wherever you're seeing them, get on board. I mean, the wheels keep on turning, as some may say. And um, Dane and Monto and company, they definitely put out another solid show here. So kudos to them. Can't wait to see what's next. Um, so, yeah, that is all I got to say here. Thank you for this little impromptu show review episode of Your Dose of Death podcast and for letting me entertain you for half an hour. Thank you again. And I hope you're having a good day, night, or whenever you're listening to this. Hope you're having a good day. Thank you.
this has been a Countout Podcast.